This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm feeling productive this week. Oh, well, I mean, it's only, uh, well, I wouldn't say what day of the week it is to maintain an air of mystery. <laughs> we're, yep. we're recording on a Tuesday this week. What? How? Tim, what did I just say? Tom, I had to change. Usually we record on a Wednesday. Yeah. Which oh, is why the news all the is all, all, all we're gonna stale. Have, by we're going to have protesters outside next week now that they know what time we record, what day we record. Yeah. You'll never know what time. It's 5 a.m. I would love to do this 5 a.m. <laughs> what? Bang it out before I had to go to work. You would not like to do that. Next week, we'll do it at 5 a.m. You want to do you that? You want to come over at 5 a.m. on a Wednesday and record this podcast? I'd sleep over Tuesday night. <laughs> You're not sleeping over. Why not? Because I want you sleeping over, I'll sleep Tim. in the podcast. Tuesday night's room. when The Flash is on. I like to watch The Flash alone. I'll Thank come you. over after. The, oh, no, I'm not going to like hang out with you. Oh, okay. I'm going to set up shop. Use your Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi is slightly faster than mine. Yeah. Yeah, I got the good stuff. You do. I have such crappy Wi-Fi. I'm so angry about it all the time. I can easily do something about it. Uh, not really in New York. I feel like options are always limited. I can get. I'm. I'm on the. You have to move to a different neighborhood to get different uh, internet service. That's true, but I'm on a shoestring plan. Oh. I can easily afford. Oh, a I see plan. what you're saying. Oh, so you're like, it's not that it's like intermittent, it's just your top speed is, you're maxed out. Yeah, I feel like they throttle me on stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. No, tell them, hey. And they inch it up. Hey, let, Every... let baby put his foot on the gas. Listen, I'm I'm putting RCN on blast. Oh, RCN, no. the cable company that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, I don't understand, Tim. They're like... A deep south cable company and like your block. In yeah, Queens. no, it's like four square blocks in <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Woodside. I Queens. did not know they were in New York. Yeah, they are. I know they them suck. from like North Carolina. Yeah, and they do this thing where every month <laughs> they've got a, a coax cable running from North Carolina uh, uh, all the way to Queens. Yeah. It's <laughs> look, you'll look. It's it's pretty efficient if you ask me. But, uh, All things considered, yeah. Yeah. So they 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 inch up my bill every every month. Yeah. To like last last month I saw it was twenty dollars more. High. I called up and they're like, Oh yeah, we do that. You just gotta <laughs> you just gotta call us, we'll knock it back down. I was like, why don't we just not do this then? Well, that's not up to that man. I know. That man's being honest with and you. And that's what they do, man. Yeah. They did that to me. The like, powerful. They put they put a bunch of uh of 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 they they put ourselves in, yeah. in between. They put yeah. I don't want to yell at some customer service representative. Yeah. 
But they, the big they, man's out on the golf course. Right. Golfing it up. Yeah, they call him, and he sends it right to voice. They're like, oh, we have a customer who's upset. Send a voicemail. Yeah, I'm, busy. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with the CEO all morning. I'm busy on the back nine. They're always on the back nine. Huh? Yeah. Finishing up. No, he's, no. Hole 10. Hole 11. <laughs> hole 12 sometimes. Oh, is he is he done with the back nine? Yeah, but he's in the clubhouse now. Oh, now they're in the clubhouse. He's having a G&T in the clubhouse. That's a gin and tonic? Yeah. Nice. They know it there. He doesn't even have to ask. Cause that's where he is all the time. Spending your money. I know. Uh, I would like to do it at 5 a.m. I wouldn't do it here. Okay. We'd have to meet at uh, at an agreed upon location. Times Square. It's quiet at 5 a.m. You ever see Vanilla Sky? Yeah, that's where we're when they shot Vanilla Sky because it was quiet there. Yeah, we can we can adopt. It was the, the only it was the most quiet place they could find. <laughs> we can adopt the Vanilla Sky production model. <laughs> we 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 tape our podcast at five a.m. in Times Square. Was Vanilla Sky a good movie? You know what? At the time, uh, I remember thinking it was great, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Again, and I remember also watching uh, Abre Los Ojos or whatever, yeah. Open Your Eyes, that mm-hmm. also had uh, Penelope Cruz, and thinking that was great, but who knows? Yeah. The problem with me is that uh, for so long I was an idiot, mm-hmm. so the things that I liked weren't actually good. Yeah. I keep- Now I'm smart. <laughs> Uh, I really want to watch uh, uh, The Mummy with Tom Cruise after we did that, because... Uh, did I show you the 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 clip of uh uh, uh Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde? No, you didn't. Oh, uh, it's great because when he's uh, Doctor Jekyll, this is how he talks. Hello, I'm Doctor Jekyll. Would, would you like to yeah, Would you like nice. to come in for a spot of tea? But then when he's Mister Hyde, he goes, "Hello, Mister Hyde. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch your lights out." That's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, so I want to see more of that. I gotta get, I gotta binge all the Dark Universe movies before uh, the next one. <laughs> oh, the Dark Universe! Uh, but anyway, uh, you said you're feeling productive this week. Yeah, I want to go back to Vanilla Sky for a second. <laughs> Do you know how they had to shoot that scene where Tom Cruise is running through Times Square in yeah, the morning? Yeah, it's like stop traffic, probably right. No, they had to do it. They they got a permit to you know shut down all the traffic there because, yeah, like I just said, yeah. They, they, but uh, it, they got it for one shot, is, mm-hmm. as I recall. It's mm-hmm. Cam- Cam- Cameron Crowe made that movie? I think so, yeah. Uh, but he might have been exaggerating, but he said it might have been in the director's commentary. I watched all the director's commentaries for these yeah, movies, Yeah, when too. we were like around the age that came out, it was like any DVD is like, well, I got to buy the DVD. I got to watch the DVD. I got to watch all the bonus features. I got to watch the director's commentary. How did we have the time? Because there was the internet wasn't as good. Yeah, there, like we didn't have phones, so it's like, well, I'm gonna have to go to a desktop computer, and I guess maybe there were cable modems by then, but maybe we're still dialing yeah. up. I don't know. But like that was cool. There were you. There were times in my life where I would like lie down in my bed and just listen to music. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Imagine yeah. doing that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Watching a director's commentary of a movie that you watched a couple days earlier. I remember being on the internet so early that 
that I would go to yahoo.com and just go to the directory and it'd be like, oh, no new websites. All right. <laughs> I guess I'll just turn the computer back I'll off. Just go listen to OK Computer yeah. while lying on my bed. All right, let me see if any of these DVDs I have have a commentary track I haven't listened to yet. Some of them, like Fight Club, had multiple commentaries. Yeah. Uh, so he said they had the permit to shut down traffic and turn off all the lights mm-hmm. for such a short time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that as they were running, as they were, as they would pass a block, as he, Tom Cruise would pass a block, they'd open it up to traffic like uh-huh. right away. So uh-huh. essentially, the whole thing was shut down for like ten minutes or something. Yeah, and well, for the last like five minutes, only half of it was open. Yeah, and, yeah. It's uh, look, it's and pretty then fascinating they just used, stuff. Like digital to get rid of the cars behind. No, them? there weren't. There were no. Ca- oh, uh, as they opened it. Yeah, I don't know. See, this is why I think Cameron Crowe might have been exaggerating. Yeah. But bet, whatever. I bet Tom Cruise They didn't like, use digital. I can do it. I can run. Cameron, open up the streets. I'll run past them. Yeah. Uh, I've gone clear. The cars <laughs> stay away from me. I can't get hit by a car. <laughs> they use digital effects and everything. Look. Everything used to be better. <laughs> that, that's that's the, the, the crux of it, yeah. Yeah. Old man cast. Uh, I feel productive, Tom. Uh-huh. I've gotten a lot done in uh, in the short time that has been this week. I was even productive. I've been pretty productive t- this week, too. Yeah. I have nothing to say about it, so I don't know why I interrupted you. But. Were you productive in your sleep? No. Ah, see me, my brain <laughs> is taking advantage of, uh, of, <laughs> of all of the what, hours of the day. you being out of the way? <laughs> of all of the hours of the day. Okay. Other people's brains, or my brain on a non-productive week, right. will be like, oh, it's time to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'll go to sleep, or I'll just throw out some crazy fun stuff in your head or some terrifying stuff. You know, something that's not helpful in any right. way. My brain so is in your, in your, like, imagining of the human psyche, mm-hmm. you, your brain, and your head are three different things. <laughs> Your head is where you and your brain are, but sometimes one of you's not in there. There, Sometimes both of you aren't in there. There's my brain. Uh Uh-huh. There's my soul. Right. There's my body. Oh. And when the three of them are going in the same direction, (laughs) wonderful things happen. (laughs) Okay. So in this case, you're saying that it was... Your body was out out for the count. Yeah, but my brain and soul collaborated at that point. <laughs> so maybe I'm giving too much credit to the brain when it's really the soul that was doing it. Yeah, yeah. I often think that you don't give enough credit to your soul. <laughs> thank you, Tom. Uh, from the from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Oh, uh, your heart now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, this guy. Um, I dreamt an idea, Tom, that would... Uh, <laughs> That would make Change our show better. World. That would make our production okay. more efficient mm-hmm. here. Have you ever had a dream about our podcast? I don't think I actually have ever Me had either. a dream. Like, and even, you know, like sometimes when we do like, you know, big live shows or whatever, like I get nervous, but I still don't even have like anxiety yeah. dreams about I it. I have stress I, dreams I've about str- everything in my oh, life. Oh, me too. And like, if I'm like stressed about something to do with the show, I'll have an anxiety dream about like something completely different, yeah. but not the show itself. Yeah, if I like set my coffee maker to to like make coffee in the morning when I wake up, yeah. and I do it before bed, 
I have a stress dream that I like set the the timer wrong, and I'm not gonna have coffee when I wake up. I remember. I forget if you said this on the show or not, but a few weeks ago when we were in uh, uh, Pennsylvania on vacation together, but other people too, not just us, in case you missed that episode. But uh, uh, I had asked you, like, oh, did you return that uh, Mission Impossible DVD that you rented from a red box before you came back to New York? And you were like, Tom, do you think that wasn't all I thought about every minute of the day from when I rented it until when I returned it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the way my, my brain operates. Yeah. So sometimes my soul comes in and says, like, hey, let's let's collaborate. Yeah, hey, hey, look over here. So I had a dream that, that you and I came together and we're like, look, we put out ge- very generously an hour of content every week. For free. For free. And like another almost hour for Patreon people. Yeah. Uh, for the old money bags. And guess what? We hate doing this. This yep. is a burden. It's it's a, the, the terrible undertaking every week. Right now we could be watching director's commentaries. Yep. We'd be lying on a bed listening to music. Yeah. We could go to the Red Box, rent a DVD to watch. Exactly. Uh, so Do you think me and Tim wouldn't rather be watching a DVD right now together? <laughs> I would like to watch a DVD. <laughs> Actually, there's like not to go off on another tangent here, <laughs> but there's this four and a half hours Twin Peaks explainer. Oh that's on, yeah, uh, YouTube. Yeah, I almost canceled tonight so I could uh, stay home and watch it. You think you'll be able to watch it in one sitting? I watched an hour of it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was late. Um. No, I mean, I, I, I think I could, actually. It was pretty compelling. Okay. I kept going, like, five more minutes than I have to go. Right. And then finally, if if I didn't have anywhere to be, if I only had... <laughs> this this is, uh, mind you, during my very productive week. <laughs> right. Yeah, you spent an hour watching a DVD, uh, a YouTube explainer of a show you've already yeah, watched. Yeah, and I was like, when did I have time to watch the video <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm counting the seconds till I can go home so I can stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning and watch the rest of this. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you and I uh, met up in my dream, and I was like, hey, Tom. Well, you... that wasn't actually me. Let me be clear. I don't know. It wasn't a brain melding. It might have been a brain melding. You don't know where, what your brain's TV doing. TV and movies have led me to believe that that happens a lot more often. Tom, maybe you've never been in love. I don't think they've ever been like, oh, people are in love and they're in a dream together. Sometimes. No, it's always like you don't watch enough romance. Yeah, I'm programs. thinking it's always like a scientist from the future that like goes into your dream to warn you about something. Hmm. I mean, that happens. But that, yeah. So we sat down and I was like, Tom, I got a crackerjack idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is in the dream. Yeah, how we can shave off. 10 to 15 <laughs> minutes of recording time every week. <laughs> that makes us more efficient. Right. Right? If, uh-huh. if we're sitting down, instead of sitting here for 60 minutes, we're sitting here for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey, that everybody benefits. And guess what? We're not shortchanging well, 60, the listener. Si- Tim, 60 minutes is the edited down version. I mean, yeah. It takes us five hours to get that 60 minutes of gold. It's longer than a Twin Peaks explainer video yeah. on YouTube sometimes. Um, they So I was like, all right, here's what we got to do. We got to take one day mm-hmm. and we got to uh, come up with a game show. <laughs> okay. 
and we're going to go to this other location. We're going to sell tickets to the game show. You and I are going to host the game show. Uh-huh. And we're going to host it for like this one whole day. Uh-huh. But then we <laughs> but chop that up. 10 minutes. <laughs> then we chop that up uh-huh. into 10 to 15 minute segments. Okay. And since we're 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 doing it all at once, we're put, we're producing the game show all in one day. Right. Like, like it's a lot like of work. Like how they do Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. They shoot a bunch of episodes a yeah. day. And at the end of every episode, we'll be like, hey, the, the, we're, we're talking about Paul Rudd. Okay, this next segment is our famous game show segment. Uh-huh. And then it's something that we- That we, uh, that we throw to yeah, a pre-recorded and we've clip. recorded it months ago in front of an audience. Yeah. And, and, and that way, we have them for the whole year, Tom. So we would shoot 52 segments, game yeah, show 520 segments. minutes. Okay, I mean that's a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. It's six hours almost. So, ten hours almost. No, ten, like nine hours. Nine hours, yeah. Nine hours is almost ten hours. That's true. <laughs> By my estimation. Well, that, but that's what I said. We'll do it all in a day. Yeah, you can do well, that in a day. Well, if there's no breaks in between, why if I have to go to the bathroom? We'll have bathroom b- breaks. It'll be. It'll take ten to twelve hours. The thing is, it was a real gift of the magi situation, Tom. Uh huh. It turned out to be so much work putting together this game show. We uh-huh. had to develop a whole game show. Oh, so like, how far along in your dream? How far into production did we get on this? I think this is where all of our live show stress dreams came out for me. Mm-hmm. Where uh, I was, I was thinking like, oh, okay, and it was the day, maybe even the morning of. Uh, us the taping going to do the taping right so we're backstage doing the me 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 no me, no me. we're at our respective homes oh and realizing oh we didn't really prepare for this <laughs> <laughs> and not only that like uh, we were doing all the logistics of the ticketing and the the crowd <laughs> control <laughs> and the, well, uh, so we didn't hire people to do no that. Okay. no because yeah, uh, yeah and it wound up being a lot more work than just sitting here for an extra 10 to 15 minutes well i could have i could have told you that i probably tried to warn you about that in the dream but i do think we should probably have a live game show segment at the end of every i mean it would be fun if then we cut to a segment where there was a live studio audience and, right and uh and a game show happening would there be different contestants in every episode <laughs> i think in the the dream <laughs> we were the contestants <laughs> And I don't know how it worked. Who would, Tim, who would want to go to a 10-hour taping of a game show where we're the contestants and we made up all the questions and... Yeah. (laughs) That I hope I'll workshop tonight in my dream. Tim, this week we're talking about America's favorite boy what would you call him america's favorite what america's favorite charming man that's not tom hanks yeah he's he's not quite our generation's tom hanks right no because he doesn't have the the, gravitas yeah the he doesn't have the multiple oscar wins for one right do you think uh Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd we're talking about. Do you yeah. think Paul Rudd's ever going to win an Oscar? 
Um, do you ever think he'll dare to do Oscar bait? That's the thing. Like, I think he could. I mean, I think, honestly, I think I could win an Oscar. I think anybody could win an Oscar. I don't know how to judge good acting. Right. If the movie's good, all the actors are good. (laughs) Right. And it's like, I don't know what's too much acting, what's like a lot of good acting, what's a lot of bad acting. Sometimes people are very good in things, and it's because they're not acting that much. Right. Sometimes they're very good in things because they're acting their little hearts out. Yeah. Sometimes somebody will, they'll get criticized. They'll be like, they're acting too much. Where it's like, well, look, pal, you paid for a ticket. Don't you want to see as much acting as possible? Yeah, look at their business card. It says friggin' actor on it. (laughs) Right. You think a lot of actors have business cards? You think like Brad Pitt has a business yeah, card? Yeah, it says actor and it has his phone number on it. So people know, now, directors know how no, to No, because here's here's what you get to do when you're an actor. Oh, call my agent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to get an agent just for normal everyday life. A real estate agent? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, call my agent. Do oh, I don't, know how, ever, like, I don't know how to get in touch with your agent. Well, I guess you're not in Hollywood. If you're doing your taxes and you go to the accountant mm-hmm. and you come back and your friend's like, uh, how how'd your taxes go? And you're like, I don't like my accountant. He was accounting too much. He was accounting all over his office. I think it's different because you're hiring somebody. If a director said somebody was acting too much. Uh, the sandwich artist at, at, uh, <laughs> at Subway was... T- t- had too, too much, much panache. Yeah, had, 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 he made my sandwich too much. Tell you what, I was walking by a subway today. It was the first time I was tempted to go on a subway for a while because they had these little sandwiches. Yeah, so it was. So this whole time they were like trying to entice you with the footlongs. Yeah, and they should they were going the wrong way. Yeah, and then today they had little sandwiches and they were less than two bucks. And I was like, oh, okay. Here's my thing with lunch lately. <laughs> All right. Uh, trying to have a lighter lunch. Yeah, what I want. Is like a uh, like a ten course dinner for a lunch. Really, all the time. Once you start getting on the light lunch yeah. wagon, you'll never you'll never know how you how you weren't living like that. Yeah, because when I if I do what I want, and this is probably applicable to most areas of my life, if I do what I want, it's gonna screw me up later. <laughs> And uh, that's the case for lunch. I I do generally nowadays have a light lunch uh, because if I have if I eat what I want to eat and I eat as much as I want to eat, then I'm useless for the rest of the day, the rest of the afternoon. I've seen you after eating just a normal sized meal. Yeah. So Tom, what's your go to lunch before this epiphany? Mm, I don't necessarily have a go. Well, I would. In all fairness, my go-to lunch is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Ooh, that's great. With some Cheez-Its. Oh, I thought you were going to say you put cheese on the No, no. Butter. I got these new, you know how I'm a sucker for uh, gimmicky uh, gimmicky food. Thing. Yeah. They, uh, they came out of these new Cheez-Its called extra toasty Cheez-Its. They're all just the burnt Cheez-Its. Mm. And it said, at the bo- it said at the top, I was skeptical, but then it said at the top, our number one most voted Cheez-It. Our number one most voted cheese. <laughs> most voted for, most requested. That's okay. what it was. All right. I think they might have had a contest or something hmm. amongst the different Cheez-Its. Yeah. Uh, and they're not bad. So, yeah. My go-to lunch is usually a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and uh, like a handful of Cheez-Its. Okay. 
It's pretty good, but there it's is pretty light lunch, Tom. Yeah, well, to and you. that's what I'm saying. When I have that, I'm good. That's what I'm saying. Like most of the time, I do have a light lunch. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like out and about, and I usually have like a late lunch too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm out and about, I'm hungry. Try and go for a light lunch out, and Subway apparently has that option now. Well, one eighty nine for these sandwiches. Wow. And that's in that's New York City prices. Exactly. Uh, there's a new deli I've been going to that. Oh, Can you imagine uh, what they sell them for in those uh, shithole flyover states? <laughs> <laughs> imagine we turned this into a real coastal elite show. Yeah. <laughs> imagine what they sell for in those hell holes. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't think that way. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a new deli that I went to the other day. L- let me put this by. I thought you. we were talking about Paul. Rudd. We are in a second. I got a panini. Okay, a pin a panini stinks. By the way, oh, pan- no, fuck you. Paninis they, are. Good. They take the best thing out of the bread. They turn the bread into a rock. No, nah, it's good. and you know it. No, if, maybe at shithole places where you get paninis, but you get paninis. Oh, Ohio's a shithole now. <laughs> That's where you get your paninis. Yeah, I go seems to like a lot Ohio. of trouble. A long got drive. The best ones. I still don't like them though. <laughs> um, uh, panini, a bag of Utz potato chips, and a can of soda, seven ninety nine. Well, all right. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not great, but it's I don't not bad. Think, look, I'm a very wealthy man. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't value shop for lunch. Sometimes mm. I'll eat a a lobster. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, not for lunch, Tom. We just said I had a I have a light lunch. Oh, what's a light lunch for you? Uh, either a salad, uh, which look in in today's New York City prices, salad's gonna cost me ten to twelve dollars. Oh, easy. Yeah, I can't get a salad for that price around me. Yeah, you can go to Sweet Green. That's where they're, they're like fifteen dollars at Sweet uh, Green. You get the you get the ones with like chicken in them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, not me. I don't eat that stuff. Well, I hate chickens. I like to eat them. Yeah. I don't like chickens either. <laughs> Start eating them. <laughs> I'll show them. Anyway, Paul Rudd. Here's a man who... America's boy. America's that boy. That settled on? Yeah. He's probably got a real nice diet because as he say, so young. Yeah. You know, people say that. he a- He's aging well. I bet he just moisturizes a lot. Yeah, I've been trying to moisturize, too. Yeah, I like I, I try to moisturize, but then I always feel too slimy all the time. Yeah, here's my problem when I moisturize in the morning, because then I've got to, like, I'm usually getting out of the shower, so I'm, like, super hot out of the shower because mm. I take scalding hot showers. <laughs> right. Well, I refuse to use soap, so I just use the heat to clean. Um... So I'm hot out of the shower, then I put some moisturizer on, and then I got to take like a 10-minute, uh, more than 10-minute walk to the subway. So now I'm getting hot. And now, yeah, now I feel slimy from the, yeah. my skin's pushing the moisturizer back out. And I, uh, I don't know the proper way to use moisturizer because I, I, I felt slimy, uh-huh. and so I started uh, really rubbing it in. <laughs> But then somebody told me, like, no, that's just going to clog your pores. Oh. You got you, you to use a hair dryer. Uh, Point a hair dryer at your face. That's Dry up the too. moisturizer. Yeah, you get the, the layer of slime off. If Paul Rudd, if you're listening, <laughs> if you could write in with your moisturizing tips. Yeah. Or 
you know, even if Rob Lowe is listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got even better probably tips. Yeah. He's had work done, uh, not Paul Rudd, but uh, Rob Lowe for sure. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. Definitely. <laughs> All right. I'd like to turn this into just a catty celebrity. <laughs> you are uh, you are uh, a total gossip, Tom. Yeah, I like to just gossip about Real celebs on Kathy. here. Real chatty Kathy, yeah. Talk about who's had work done. Speculate on They've what They've all work had done. work done. It's, it's, a, it's a system that demands it. I talk about this. I don't know if I talk about this much on the podcast, but uh, in my day-to-day regular life, I, one of my favorite topics to talk about is how every celebrity's had work done, but it's the, the ones that you think look great and are aging gracefully. They're just the ones that are like being smart and being like, no, don't try and make me look like I'm 20 years old again. Just try and make me look like uh like I had a nice nap. Do you think Ted Danson has had work Absolutely done? Absolutely, Ted Danson's I, I had. He's for sure I had hair he plugs. Sued. He was yeah. going bald during Cheers, and now yeah. he's got a full head of white hair. So, are you? So you're saying hair plugs? That's uh, work. Yeah. Is uh, are braces having work done? <laughs> Leg braces? No, on your teeth. Oh, yeah, it's having work done. Everyone in Hollywood has fake teeth. I know that. Yeah, veneers. and it's the people. It's the people that are like, nah, don't make them blindingly white. Right. That, yeah. Uh, that uh, you're like, ah, oh, maybe they don't have fake teeth. But yeah. guess what? They all have fake teeth. <laughs> right. You, you, you fools. Yeah. You get the only Holly- a fool has their original teeth. You get to the Hollywood. They yank out all your teeth and put indentures. Yeah. Actually, it's the only way to get ahead. I was watching a thing with Paul Rudd the other day, uh, which we'll get to. <laughs> and I noticed I was like, oh, he, he doesn't have like great teeth. And I was like, oh, good for him. Yeah. Like not bad teeth, but I was looking at his teeth and I was like, oh, his teeth aren't like super straight or anything. He's like, an everyman. Yeah, Tom. he's a great man. He's one of those guys. He's uh, I think he's the. The male equivalent, uh-huh. if women were shitty enough to do the thing that men do that I don't think they do, you know, men are like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> all right, you know how you know how if dudes, women yeah, were yeah. shitty enough to do the thing that men do, and which this, I don't think they do. With, with this, with this specific thing, I don't think women do this. Oh, okay. but men will do that. Will be like this. They'll see uh, somebody. Uh, in a movie, like uh-huh. a movie star. Yeah, <laughs> right. That they're in movies. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I like her because she's like, she's not really that pretty, but like I find her pretty. It's like, no, she's a she's a Hollywood star. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing if that- you're in a movie, yeah. guess what? You're more attractive. Like, hey, you schlub. That lady isn't like, oh, thank God, some 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 doofus finds her attractive because no, you're the only one. Yeah, people in movies that are like, uh, like, oh, that person's supposed to be like, you know, the goofy coworker or something. If that person like walked into a party you were at, you'd be like, oh Bart, my you'd god, you'd vomit out of a- anxious anxiety. Yeah, you'd be like, that's like, the most uh, beautiful person I've ever seen. Yeah, and I think Paul Rudd's kind of like the, hey, he's not like super hot, but. Uh, but like he, he's attainable, oh, I, and guess what, ladies? In real life, he lights up a room yeah, like he is not goddamn attainable. Christmas Eve. He's the most unattainable man you've ever seen. Yeah, because you've never seen him. Right. Although I've met some 
very attractive people for movies. In Tinseltown. Re- in real life. And they're not, not unattractive, but like unassuming. Name names. I can't name Name names. one. Kevin Spacey? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? Not Kevin Spacey. What? No. He's, he's dumpy in real life. I don't think he's good looking in movies either, Tiffany's a bad man. I know. That's why he I was the, he was the one I felt comfortable taking down. You're trying to take down Ted Danson and Rob Lowe. I'm Jesus. not trying to take him down. I'm trying to take down uh <laughs> Kevin Spacey, Jared Fogle, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. All these people that are, everybody's like, "Oh, they're such sexy sex symbols." No, I'm not afraid to say Look, it. Let me also be clear that my uh interest in these little subway sandwiches does not uh, convey an endorsement of... I heard they were Jared's idea personally. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Tim. Paul. Let's Rudd? talk about the man of the hour, Paul Rudd. I just Paul wa- Blood. I just ooh. Well, it's not Halloween month anymore. Yeah. I but but he's in the new Ghostbusters apparently, which I I've like vaguely heard. They did a good job with the whole Ghostbusters franchise, uh, by just abandoning. Uh, I'm being sarcastic. I'm not sure if it's not a. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. They made a a big deal. Uh. With uh, the reboot of the yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. and then they were like, uh, "Oh, the toxic fan base is being toxic," mm-hmm. uh, or the toxic element of the pop- right, of, of yeah. the fan base is being toxic, and they're like, "By the way, we're never going to make any more of these uh, uh, Ghostbusters women led Ghostbusters, right. movie, or we're not going to make a sequel to this one." And then instead of just like letting it, <laughs> like laying low for a minute, they're just like. 
Now let's give the toxic fanboys exactly what they were clamoring for. Yeah. Like, hey, if you say enough horrible shit about women, we'll give you what you want. Yeah. I mean, the two problems, in my opinion, like I watched that Ghostbusters movie. I thought it was, it was funny. Like, I, I, I like parts of it. But I think it was that, like, I don't know, ghosts, like, the, the central idea of Ghostbusters, of, like, they're men who are, like, exterminators for ghosts, isn't, like, that strong of an idea no. <laughs> to, like... I think the first Ghostbusters movie mm-hmm. is not as good as, uh, me, like, people our age think it was. Mm-hmm. I um, disagree, but go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. It, it was a good, funny movie. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2 is a bad movie. You saw it when you were eight, so like you thought it was cool. I also disagree. Yeah. And that's it. Like and the the new Ghostbusters, the mm-hmm. the, the the 2016. Yeah. It's just a, a like studio comedies are bad now. Right. They don't make good studio yeah, comedies. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. So yeah, there's that. I also think that it is like, I don't know, like Ghostbusters was those uh, those four guys. That's kind of like and the gorilla, right? It's <laughs> kind of like if you made a um, uh, like a new Three Stooges. It's like, well, you can't recast the Three Stooges. Remember, they, they tried that the and it didn't work. Said, it was great. <laughs> so I think that's the problem. That movie was better than people gave it credit for. I never saw it. It was a faithful recreation of what a Three Stooges movie would be. Well, so that brings me to, I think, the second problem with that Ghostbusters movie was that it couldn't decide if it was a sequel or a reboot yeah. in the movie. And that was very confusing, where it was like, well, do like either one's a fine idea, but yeah. like pick it and stick to it. You can't have like winks to like in universe stuff while also like redoing the same thing. I just like wish they, they got happened. that cast together and made an original comedy movie. Bridesmaids. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly that cast. No, but it, You're it's just like, ladies, <laughs> make another lady movie. No, but it has it has uh, two of the four. Is uh, uh, what's her name in it too? Yeah. Uh, from you SNL. Know any of the ladies' names? Kate, <laughs> Mc- Kate McKinnon. Yeah, is she. Not in it. Yeah, okay. It's not in Bridesmaids, I don't think. Anyway, it had the director, right? Okay, it's it's fine. Okay, right. all right, I get it. Anyway, Look, we're talking about Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's in the new Ghostbusters, but they it. They haven't said what he's in. What what he's being in the Ghostbusters? He Hopefully might be a ghost. not a ghost. He might be. Oh, Who knows? He might be the new Slimer. Maybe they're gonna have a new handsome Slimer in the movie. Ooh. It's gonna be Paul Rudd. Maybe that's his Oscar turn. And then everybody's gonna be horny for Slimer. That'll be the. I got news for you. And I Tom. can finally get rid of all those uh, bumper stickers that I mistakenly bought years ago. I bought one of the. Everyone's horny. Uh, everyone I encounters horny for Slimer. Well, then help me move some of these bumper stickers, I only Tim. have one car, Tom. No, but tell other people to buy these. It, it costs a lot to do this, to do this production what run. You horny for on your car. <laughs> Anybody that has a bumper sticker on their car is a maniac. Uh, it's 100% true. Like, I want to be as anonymous as possible yes, driving down the street. I, I want to be anonymous. I want to be private in my car. Yeah. Like, I took off the... Um, 
the little thing around the license that says where you bought the car from. I think that's audacious that they put oh, them on I hate there. It. It's like you got my money. I'm paying you, don't you get thousands free of dollars, and then I got to advertise your business everywhere I go. And then what shithead's driving down the street and sees a oh, sign? Hillside Honda. Oh, I have, well, I guess that's what's that? Speed up, honey. Let me let me get that number down. What a but! You think any anybody ever walks in? And went, oh, I saw one of those uh, plastic things around the license. I thought I'd come in. Go to hell! I hate. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> the maddest I've ever been. To <laughs> Me too. Podcast. I'm fuming. I'm, <laughs> I wanted to add to that, but I was I was my <laughs> I was choked with anger. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd. I like how sometimes we do these episodes where it's like. Uh, uh, like, oh, uh, like, what's what's in the zeitgeist right now? And it, like, <laughs> lines up with, like, people's, like, press tours, but they're not on the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, but, Paul, Paul Rudd's out there doing a lot of press right now. So we're well, just like, and the oh, name I guess of this episode is Paul Rudd. I apologize. <laughs> they're not listening anymore, but somebody was just like, oh, Paul Rudd's on this show? I'd like to hear an interview yeah, with I Paul Rudd. Yeah, I love Paul Rudd. Why would they name it Paul Rudd? Oh, there's just the banter that get out of the way, and then Paul Rudd, then Paul he's going to sit in yeah. for the second half of the episode. Nope. Sorry, you should have listened to Fresh Air instead. <laughs> uh, but he has a new Netflix show, uh, Living With Yourself, that I watched. I watched some of it. I got a screener <laughs> at a time mm-hmm. ahead of his press tour, uh, and I liked it. Uh, I, uh, I'm not going to give anything away. There, there are things about it that I had problems with especially towards the end i don't think it like necessarily stuck the landing but i liked it it was still paul good. rudd and paul, paul rudd? rudd yeah he plays uh himself twice in it yeah you know what he does a good job yeah. they do a good job i yeah. think he uh acts a little too much right <laughs> uh, what does that mean uh they, they, he plays a like a schlubby guy and like a and slightly a clone less of himself. Uh, That's like schlubby. a perfect version of him. Yeah, which is just the regular Paul Rudd. When they're talking to each other, it's like man, it's like uh, it's like two different actors, and they're both on the screen at the same time. It There's is like guy. he does a good job yeah. with that. And apparently, when he made the movie, uh, he was telling me earlier during the pre-interview. Uh, oh, we did the pre-interview. Oh, he's then... here right now. He, we just don't have enough mics. Yeah. So he's like uh, motioning to like tell him about yeah. this part. All right, enough. We don't want to. We don't. There's nothing worse than somebody off mic. Yeah, backseat driver. Yeah. Um, no, that he when he had to do the parts with uh with himself, he didn't. They didn't use like a uh, a stand-in or anything. Why not? He was just like, no, nah, I don't want to react to a stand-in. I'll just remember what I did, and I'll react to what I did. Like, he had an earwig in. An earwig? That's what they call him in the biz. Tim. What is it? What's it's, that? it's just a little radio receiver. An earpiece? Yeah, an earpiece. They don't call it an earwig. They call it an earwig. Man, Tinseltown Tommy teaching me something <laughs> yeah, new every week. because it's so tiny, like, you can't see it on camera. It's very small. Okay. Uh, so he would have the audio from what he just did so he could act against that audio. Okay. But other than that, he was just remembering, like, here's where I stood, here's how I I he did motioned. all the blocking himself. Yeah. It is in that b- big, beautiful brain of his. <laughs> yep. 
Um, Paul Rudd seems smart, right? Oh, absolutely. What do you th- you think he has an above average IQ? I don't know if he has an above average IQ. This is what I'm gonna guess about Paul Rudd. It's a shame he doesn't have a mic, so he can't answer for himself. Yeah. Uh, that he's probably like a guy that uh, like reads a lot. He's probably like into history or something. Yeah. You know, like a naturally curious guy. Maybe not, you know, like a off the off the charts genius, but like a, a guy who's always learning. Yeah, that's uh, th- that seems right. I uh, I can't find his SAT scores anywhere on online, but I bet he's he I'll was search firmly the dark web later. I bet he was a thirteen eighty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I bet he was a good all around student. Yeah. Uh, Tim, um, uh, Paul Rudd, if you're listening. <laughs> Uh, moisturizing routine and your SAT scores. That's what we want to know. But they changed the SAT scores, Tim. So we're not going to have a same. Yeah, but, but we'll uh, be it's able out to, of sixteen hundred that we know. Well, yeah, we can remember ours, so then we yeah. can compare against. What was your SAT score? It was a thirteen ninety. Ooh, so you think you're smarter than Rudd? <laughs> what did you say he was? I I guess thirteen eighty. Yeah, I'm ten more than him. Nice. No, fourteen twenty was my SAT oh, score. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was the combined score. Yeah. <laughs> so you got no, no, no. I took it. Verbal. I took it. I took it twice. Ah, uh, I took it once. I didn't need to take it twice. You should have taken it twice. I did, and I got thirty more points. Well, I took it once, and I got twenty more points than you. No. Well, fourteen forty. I know you probably can't do the math because you're. <laughs> My math, I think, was almost perfect. I forget what was which one I did better at. Well, we're both very smart boys, and look at us I now. I have no idea. <laughs> I just realized, like, I have no idea fi- how I would possibly find that out at this point. What? Like, what my SAT scores were. Oh, just look in your permanent record. It <laughs> wasn't so permanent, was it? Yeah. Let that be a lesson to you, kids. Maybe Do whatever you want. I don't know. Go to this. Maybe I'll go to her old high school They tomorrow. don't let adults in schools now. It's, a, it's your hero, Jared Fogle. <laughs> None of us can go in and just get our transcript if we're, if we're curious. Tim, do you remember? Everybody remembers Paul Rudd from Clueless. Yeah, I never saw Clueless. You've never seen Clueless? No. Were you out of your mind? I never saw... A lot of the seminal teen 90s How movies. did you never see Clueless? I was too busy watching Primal Fear. <laughs> <laughs> Clueless was one of the... It was like on all the time. I know. It just didn't appeal to me. I don't know. I've seen Clueless like a million times. It turned me off that her name was Cher. Yeah, that was confusing. It was confusing. Yeah. Like a Cher in this picture? Is this going to be like a Mermaids? <laughs> is this Mermaids? Um, is this Moonstruck? I, uh, yeah, Clueless was one of those movies that I didn't dislike or, like, like, but it was, like, extremely watchable. Like, when it was on, you would watch it, and Paul Rudd played Josh. I remember that was his name. He was her (laughs) stepbrother, and he was a hunk. Yeah, uh, and uh, he doesn't look all that different. No, and he was in a Super Nintendo commercial, too. I remember that. Yeah. And that's one of those things where, like, you know, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, look, before this person was a star, and they'll show a commercial, and you're like, oh, I never saw that. That's, like, the one commercial that's like, oh, I remember that commercial. Holy shit, that is Paul Rudd. Yeah. And he looks exactly the same still, too. 
because of the moisturizing. Do you remember him in Romeo and Juliet? Uh, I have a confession to make, Tom. I never saw Romeo and Juliet. Tim, what kind of goddamn teen were you? It seemed boring. Shakespeare, Tom. No, man, because guess what? John Leguizamo was in it. Paul Rudd was in it. Uh, uh, Paul Sorvino was in it. <laughs> Paul Sorvino was in it. Yeah, he played like the head of the, forgive it, the Romulets mm. or the Capulets or something. Uh, Brian De- Brian Denny, he was Yeah, in? he was like the the head of the other family. The Montagues. Yeah. What did I say? The Romulets? <laughs> yeah, I was going to let that go. <laughs> That's from Star Trek. Um, yeah, and, and to say nothing, of course, of Leo and Claire, my generations, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, well, you know that friggin' I have a uh, a long-standing feud with Claire Danes. <laughs> right over Beck, was it? Yeah, she she uh had a VIP ticket to the Beck concert mm-hmm. that I was at, and I had to leave my seat. MTV unplugged, right? No, it was a show yeah. called uh, Sessions at West 54th. Ah. But it was in and the same room. And where was that? Uh, oh, I get what it. What street was that on? Uh, Broadway. Uh, do you remember Paul Rudd from Friends, the television show Friends? Now, this is where Paul Rudd's situation is weird, right? Because Yeah, he was on Friends, and he was great on Friends. Yeah. It was after... Phoebe's love interest. Yeah, they eventually got married. On the program, mm-hmm. but I the he was on the show from 2002 to 2004. Mm-hmm. That's when I stopped watching television. Right. Um, you switch exclusively to DVD commentary tracks. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like that was college. Like, yeah. I'm old. I'm old. I was in college, and I just didn't watch anything on TV for four years. And it's weird because Wet Hot American Summer, which mm-hmm. he was also in. Couldn't be more different than Friends. Right. And, like, that came out in 2000, but really 2001, kind of, yeah, yeah. right? So, uh, it's just weird that, uh, he, he, like, lives a double life with his, with his, with his actings, Tom. Yeah. He's absolutely. in all these goofy David Wayne comedies, but mm-hmm. then he's also in, uh, like, Marvel movies. Yeah. And then, like, teen movies, too. Mm hmm. Uh, Friends, which was like the biggest show on TV at the time. Yeah. Uh, biggest show on TV now. Yeah. What's bigger than Friends now, Tom? Maybe The Office? Maybe Dateline? Dateline. I had, uh, you know what? <laughs> Learned a fact about Dateline recently. Okay. Or maybe something about Stone Phillips. Oh, you don't remember particular. what it is. No, but it was interesting. <laughs> well, well, that's all that counts. I'm glad you brought it up. <sighs> Um, Brain's letting me down today. <laughs> Timmy, you have anything else to say about Paul Rudd before we solve a problem? No, I'd like him. What about you? You Did you say I'd like him? No, I like him. I love him. Yeah. I more than like him. I love him. I'll, I'm not afraid to say it. I love the man. Uh, he, and he was in a movie called I Love You, Man. Yeah. Uh, and who can forget his turn as Mr. Anderson in The Perks of Being a Wallflower? Oh, I do vaguely remember that. I didn't see that movie. I saw that movie. It was all right. I didn't like the book, Tom. It had Hermione from Harry Potter Is that Potter why you watched it? it? It had Hermione and The Flash. 
the movie Flash. I you think. know what? You know what the problem with uh, with Paul Rudd's career is. And Paul, if you're listening, I want you to know this. There's no Tim. I I think I've mentioned on this show before. Uh, Paul Rudd made forty one million dollars from Avengers Endgame alone. Okay. There's no problem with his career. No, no, I'm I'm not talking about money. Isn't everything, Tom? I think he's underserved by his material. And again, I think that uh, they just don't know how to make studio comedies anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, he's if in Paul mo- Rudd were around in the 80s, holy hell, he would have cleaned up. Oh, yeah. He would have been Chevy Chase. Yeah. Uh, he would have been better than Chevy Chase. Yeah. He would have been like... Because he would have been a Bill Chevy Murray. Chase that was easy to work with. Yeah, and and that like the audience liked. Yeah, <laughs> but like dinner for schmucks, mm-hmm. our idiot brother. Um, what else? You know, there's movies. Like I love that. you, man. Role models. Yeah, role that's, models was a good movie. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, hey, don't disparage role models. Oh, I'm not disparaging but, any like, of those movies. Where they're just like, oh yeah, I know what's I know what's going on here. Yeah. Like a paint by numbers, yeah, kind of studio thing. Yeah, role models was kind of that, but it it, it elevated it because it was weird. Was they it. got weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anchorman, like if Anchorman came out in the eighty, like I guess Anchorman's like a pretty big thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, people like it. Did you ever see Anchorman two, Tom? I didn't. They should stop. Look, they should <laughs> stop making sequels in in general, or, like, franchises I don't like. Mm-hmm. But after, if you don't make a sequel to a hit within, like, oh, four or five years, don't, yeah, sorry, you missed it. Uh, the, the moment's over. Yeah, what's the... Oh, I know what. I, I can refute this right now, but I was going to say, what is something that's had a sequel long after that has actually been good? Mad Max Fury Road, is that what you're going to say? No, I forgot about that one, but that's a good one, but I was going to say Twin Peaks. Yeah, that Twin Peaks is its own thing. I'll well, show you this video. <laughs> I well, I think it's if you're going to do it that far after, like you have to reinvent it kind of. Yeah. Like you have to find a new angle to take it on. But yeah. like an Anchorman 2 is like, we'll do Anchorman again. It's like, oh, if you'd done that two years after Anchorman, that would have been yeah, great. Yeah, we all would have We all it. wanted more Anchorman. But like you did it, I don't know, 10 years later and it was the same kind Maybe of thing. more than that Maybe even? more. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. 2013, and the original Anchorman came out in 2004. Okay, nine years. Yeah. Look, I'm sure everybody had a great time. <laughs> uh, and that's what it's all about. I will say this before we move on to a problem. Okay. I have two underrated Paul Rudd rolls. Rudd rolls. Rudd rolls. Uh, hey, Rudd roll call. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first one is Ant Man. No, the first <laughs> one is um, Paul Rudd in Reno Nine One One, the movie. Absolutely, the uh, such a great where he's playing just the drug dealer <laughs> who's uh, shaking hands with Pat Oswalt. Yep, uh, great. Second underrated role, uh, the movie Mute, which is on Netflix, huh. which is the pseudo sequel to Moon. It's kind of a sequel to... 
I mean, it exists. I've never in the even mo- heard of it, Tom. You've seen Moon with Sam Rockwell? No, I haven't seen a lot of movies, Tom. <sighs> watch Moon with Sam I Rockwell. I have to watch the Vanilla Sky director's commentary. <laughs> uh, but then Mute uh, takes place in the same universe, but isn't like a real direct sequel. Uh, I got to watch that movie again. I re- it, it did not do well on Netflix. Like It got poor reviews and stuff. I really liked it. It might have just been the aesthetic. It's like a cyberpunk movie. Um, I loved it. And Paul Rudd's in it, and he has a big handlebar mustache. Ooh, now you've got my... What do you think of the movie Diggers, starring Paul Rudd? Oh, that's also a good movie, and Ken Marino. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the movie Prince Avalanche? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I was about to say, I think I may have seen like every Paul Rudd movie, but I haven't seen Prince Avalanche. You haven't seen that. You know what? That's I wanted it to weird be better. Thing about it's a him. David Gordon Green movie with him and Emile Hirsch. And it's just about two guys that are Give paint- me a David Allen Greer movie. <laughs> so two guys painting uh, lines on a road um, that goes through like the forest. Oh, sounds, Someone's got to oh, paint sounds those Sounds interesting. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be very thoughtful. It was thoughtful, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, I would hope it would be thoughtful, if nothing else. It's it's certainly not action-packed. What do you mean they're painting lines through the forest and somebody has to do it? (laughs) On the roads. Oh, on the the road. The the lines on the road. All right. right. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? What Illuminati (laughs) bullshit is this? Have I ever been to the forest? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, the lines. Everybody knows the lines in the forest. Uh, you want to solve a problem? Yeah, one last thing. Though. Okay. People crap on the movie This Is 40 as navel-gazing uh, Oh, no, bullshit. I love This Is 40. Yeah, sure. It's 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 bullshit rich people problems. Yeah. But it's Paul Rudd being charming yeah. for like, like five and a half hours. How long is that movie? Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. People crap on the Judd Apatow movies for being real long. You don't have to. You can stop watching it at any time. Like nothing really happens in that any of them. That goes for every movie. Yeah. You can't stop watching Avengers Endgame. You have to see what happens at the end. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert: The Avengers win, but not without sacrifice. Does Ant Man die? No, Ant Man's fine. He turns into Giant Man. What? Yeah. Well, I got to see this film. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's solve a problem. Hello and welcome to Zimacom Solve Your Problems. I'm Tim. Tom. And we're going to solve a problem. But first, if you have a problem you'd like us to solve, you can email us at thecompleteguidetoeverything at gmail.com. Tom, mm-hmm. uh, we haven't gotten a lot of these recently because we haven't done them recently. It's yeah. a real chicken uh, or the egg situation. Yeah, I was going to say chicken and the egg, but no. Yeah, no, that's why I paused as yeah. well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look, Halloween month, we had to put the problems on hold because there was a lot of spooky stuff going on. Yeah. And we, you didn't want a haunted solution to your problem. Anyway. Right. That's the last thing you need, a curse. Uh, this one comes from John. He okay. writes, Dear TNT. I like when people call us that. Yeah, like dynamite. Yeah, because of the show. It's dynamite. Why is my dog going in the bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> I always think she's using the toilet in there. Oh, 
that's not. Uh, That'd be great. God, that would it, make your life a lot easier. It make my life easier, but then it would give me fewer reasons to go outside. <laughs> my name is John, and I have a little problem. This doesn't seem that little. I travel overseas several times a year for work. I design and develop furniture and lighting, which takes me to a variety of Asian countries. Mm-hmm. I like the work and enjoy the travel experience for the most part. I'm finishing such a trip as I write this, 12 days with 15 different flights. That's Holy great. shit. No, I do not get to fly in the nice seats, but I do get economy plus for the longer flights when I can. Lately, oh. I've been feeling down about my carbon footprint. The travel is an important part of the development process, and either I fly to see the prototypes of, or the prototypes are flown to me, typically 50 to 100 per trip. Man, this guy is very prolific. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to do something that helps ease my consci- conscience uh, regarding all the jet fuel expended. My one thought is to randomly kick cars, but that does not seem sustainable, <laughs> and I'm not particularly big or tough. Looking forward to your suggestions, John. P.S. What beer do you drink during the show? Man, I we both have cars, and somebody kicked my car because they felt guilty about <laughs> a whole bunch of fucking flights they took. That's not on us, man. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I, I'd be. Clear to I don't m- think people should drive cars. I know that's not feasible. Right. But if somebody drove my if somebody drove my car, if somebody kicked my <laughs> if car. Somebody drove my goddamn car. Somebody kicked my car while I was driving it. Unfortunately, my first <laughs> instinct would be like, I'm gonna run this guy over with my car. <laughs> right. You just wait right there, pal. I'm gonna <laughs> get in this car now and you're gonna be yeah. sorry. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't like global warming's a problem. Oh uh, no. <laughs> I don't know about the whole carbon footprint for individuals like for flights and cars and all that. With that said, like I try I don't drive my car very often cuz like I don't know. You're not a monster. Right. Well, it's not even that. It's just like I don't really need it. Like I I won't drive it somewhere if I can get there via public transit because public transit is easier easier yeah for the most part uh but like I don't know I always just think about like I don't feel guilty flying someplace because I'm like I don't know they're putting fucking toothbrushes on a plane <laughs> like uh to not to one at a time yeah oh well, yeah i just don't think like passenger travel is like the most pressing issue i mean it is one of the most pressing issues to be clear uh oh are you a scientist let me be clear that's pretty good right mm. well yeah no john <laughs> should feel bad <laughs> just the way that any of us should feel bad but what good does walking around feeling bad do? Well, maybe change your fucking outlook. He can. Man. No, you can do other things to to offset even if he that. quits his job, somebody else is going to take. His I know job. those places. Maybe that person is going to say, "Send me two hundred prototypes, and I'm going to fly to them here's- and send the prototypes to my office." Whoops, a screw up. Better reverse it, and then they fly both back. And he's like, "Oh no!" Once again, two ships in the night. Here's the thing, man. Those flights are gonna. 
fly with or without you. Don't don't be so well, self-centered. Well, you argue you're a vegetarian? Hey, that chicken's already dead. You might as well eat it. No, not at all. Because they're... If enough people were not taking the flights, then that flight wouldn't happen. Yeah, true. But you can... Uh, yeah, and of course, if we could all... You <laughs> oh, just, yeah, I'm just being devil's advocate from like three different You're angles. not even being devil's advocate. It's just whenever I say anything, you interrupt me to say the opposite. No, I don't. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, look, the yeah, we should all try to lessen our... Uh, it's uh, long haul flights, right? right? Well, no, short haul flights aren't those worse? No, they are. They're in fact not. Oh, I so, assume like the most fuel was used during like takeoff and landings. Um, I mean, it's not. It's the emissions. It's not necessarily like. Well, aren't don't the emissions come from fuel? That might be true. <laughs> 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 Look, here's what I'm saying. Use it as an opportunity. Look, in the short term, uh, look. Sign up to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> in the long term, try to take fewer flights if you can. Maybe, uh, you know, at, at some point find another job where, you know, or, or find another way to Asia. Slow boat to China, right? <laughs> right. There's a reason Just why it's the same. Just take a slow boat, man. Um, but use this as an opportunity to be like, okay, if I am concerned with my carbon footprint, what are ways that I can offset that um, in my day-to-day life, do you drive a car? Maybe uh, use public transportation more. Uh, do you eat meat? Maybe eat meat less frequently. Mm-hmm. Research some things. And uh, and uh, maybe you'll be better than the guy, if you didn't take that flight, the guy that would be in your seat would still be doing all that other shit. Right. Uh, use your guilt. Use your guilt in other ways. To bring it back to Paul Rudd, he was on you know that YouTube show Hot Ones where they eat hot chicken wings. Mm-hmm. He was on there eating a uh, hot uh, buffalo cauliflower, one of my favorites. Huh. Is he a vegetarian? He is not, but he's trying to eat less meat. Yeah, see? Look at him. So, John, be like Paul Rudd. <sighs> yeah. We should all be more like Paul Rudd. I always... Paul Rudd's a guy that I think about when I feel like, uh, like uh, you know, the whole fake it till you make it thing? Yeah. When I'm in a bad mood, I'd, uh, I'll be like, look, I don't want to bring everybody down with my fucking bad mood. Maybe I'll try to act a little bit more like Paul Rudd does. Yeah. Root for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Nobody's rooting for them. Why aren't you? Why not you? You know Rudd isn't even his last name. What is it? Rudnitsky or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Hollywood, baby. Uh, thanks for the uh, email. You should feel very bad, John. <laughs> Would you feel differently if... Use jo- your guilt. Look, we all do things that are bad uh, for the environment, for society, for whatever. Not me. You do, Tom. You, I'm looking at all these electronics in here. Yeah, they're not in a landfill. Use your guilt to uh, uh, to motivate you to do things uh, where you can. Would Do you think he could feel less guilty if he took these flights as a stowaway? Hmm. Yeah, just just climbing the wheel well. The same amount of fuel would be used. So you're wrong. <laughs> and it's dangerous. It's fun. I've done it. <sighs> there was like... It's a, cold down there. 
Yeah, like a few times recently, people have like fallen out of those in, over London and like ended up in people's backyards. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's tragic. I wish How you dare you suggest it. that somebody do that? I didn't. You did. If you have a problem you'd like us to solve, you can email us at completeguideeverything at gmail.com. You can find out more about the show at tcgte.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. If you want to support the show, support our sponsors. Check them out. Also check out tcgte.com slash Amazon for your Amazon shopping and patreon.com slash complete guide for our secondary podcast called books the podcast this month we are going tim is reading interview with the vampire by ann rice and telling me about it and boy is it steamy it is sensual it's in a way sensual <laughs> no you know what i just i had to read this that look it says it's sensual all over the book uh. right like all the reviews say it but it really pisses me off this part that i read and you'll hear in this in this week's episode if you're a patreon subscriber like, the language that they use to describe children in this book, it's like, uh-huh. this should be on every single banned books list. Uh, and I don't understand how, like, the Washington Post is like, a sensual thrill. <laughs> uh, yeah, so check that out at <laughs> patreon.com slash complete guide. Tim, any parting shots at Paul Rudd? No, I will never take a shot at yeah, Paul Rudd. He's a great man. Honestly, I have no complaints. I feel like uh, anything, like I feel like the system serves him uh, poorly, but I think he's also just doing great, great stuff. He's doing just fine. Yeah. The Ant Man movies, they're not for me. The Marvel movies aren't for me. Mm-hmm. But I saw both of them in the theater. Yeah. I saw Ant Man and the Wasp opening day. Yeah. You didn't see Captain America: Civil War. Mm, no. He's in that. Mm-hmm. And you didn't see Avengers Endgame, and he's in that. I did not. Yeah, he's in four Marvel movies so far. Wow. And many more. Maybe. Hopefully. We don't know. They might do a Disney Plus series, it sounds like. For a- Ant-Man? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. hey, sign me up for Disney Plus. Do I sign up through you? Yes. Okay. Uh, you need my um, credit card number? Yeah, please. Okay. Just hand. I'll it's an American Express. Okay. Where are the numbers? Three, six, four, eight. Okay. Are you writing this down? Yeah, I'm writing it down. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>